Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Gollum, Gollum has a release date. Uh, that's right, Justin. You heard it here first. That's actually not sure. This is probably second. Um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Gollum has a release date. Uh, I just I'm checking in like. How are you feeling, man? Well, do we know anything else about it? Like, any more yeah, updates? Yeah, man. It's about Gollum. You remember him? He goes, uh, I'm, oh, it's a little song he sings. He goes, for me to a juicy, so sweet for me to eat. And he, like, bites into his little fish. I feel like I should know the words to it. But, um, yeah, man, like, you know, he's... It's Gollum. What else do you want? Like, I look at Gollum and I go, that's a main character in a video game. (laughs) All right. Right? uh, Have have you have you read the Hobbit books? The Hobbit? I've read the Hobbit. Okay. I last summer or I guess in 2020, I attempted uh, this is like my fifth attempt to read the Lord of the Rings a little dry. (laughs) One might say (laughs) (laughs) a little dry. Just like hearing about like fucking every single thing Frodo Baggins did in the 50 years between Gandalf returning to him yeah. was a little much for me. Yeah. I, I um, think The Fellowship is quite possibly not a good book. I have to imagine that like once I get to like the meat of it, like it would probably start to get going a little bit more than just like here are some farmers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know how Fellowship of the Ring ends the movie? Kind of action-packed little scene, sacrifice. That's the beginning of the two towers. Yes. So Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is just them um, sort of walking. Uh, yeah. But I, I think we I've talked about it before. I love The Hobbit. Like, my favorite book of all time. Read it, like, hundreds of times, probably. And uh, I want to share with you one of the riddles that Gollum um, gives Bilbo. And I want to see if you can guess the answer. Easy. What's in my pocket? A string or nothing? Okay, so you might know this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, go ahead. Listener, play along if you've never read The Hobbit, and don't look this up. Yeah. 30 white horses on a red hill. First they champ, then they stamp, then they stand still. What am I talking about? All right, 30 horses on a red hill. Mm-hmm. First they stamp, then they what? Champ. Thirty red horses. I have no, no idea. I'm not. Is it? It's, it's, it's not a letter. It's not postage. No, no, no. It's uh, it's thirty white horses on a red hill. What do you think of when you think of red and white? Blood, uh, like blood, maybe blood and bones, mouth, teeth. Teeth oh, is the answer. Teeth. Okay. Look at that. Congrats. Look at that. So you would now, have. Now is that a Gollum you, original or is that a Bilbo ridge? Uh, that that was Bilbo's idea. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I so expect Lord of the Rings Gollum coming September first. I know, like I'm camping out. I'm camping out. I know. What y- to the y- internet? Like, <laughs> no, no, outside my local GameStop, man. You know. <laughs> I mean, is that going to be even a, a hard release? Like, I don't even know if it's going to be released like a physical thing. Who knows? Well, with this I'm game. not going to leave that GameStop until I get it. I'm going in my full Gollum cosplay too. They're going <laughs> to ask me to leave. Uh, <laughs> They, uh, I'll have the rope around my neck from him being dragged around by Frodo and Sam being like, it burns. 
I don't um, think the rope around your neck is going to be what gets you kicked out of the GameStop if you cosplay. Oh, you don't think it's that part? No, I don't think so. <laughs> you, you think it's his, his tiny little loincloth, his big fucking weird feet? <laughs> Um, also, just for reference, for uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum, again, coming to uh, current uh, all pretty much every console except for the Nintendo Switch um, on September 1st, uh, not inspired by the Peter Jackson trilogy of films that, you know, took some old books and maybe made them a little bit more uh, movie-esque. I know I'll say this. Some people don't like the interpretation. Uh, as someone who has tried to read the books uh, I think it's pretty good because it makes because I like them. I like the movies, uh, but it, it does not follow that interpretation. It is based off of the literary works of J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm, I'm, I'm a pump for it. I'm pumped. Yeah. Are we actually going to play this? Uh, probably not. I, I mean, no, really? Are we? I've talked a big game. I think I have to. I mean, it's, it's going to suck. It's going to be so bad. <laughs> if this game scores like an eight or a nine, I, I probably will have to. No way. I'm going to say Metacritic score 64. Okay. Well, I mean, I definitely won't play it because I'm not interested in this game to begin with. And if no. it's a bad game on top of that, I just can't do that to myself. I yeah. mean, I already played 12 minutes, man. <laughs> Did you ever play any of the other Lord of the Rings games? Uh, like the the fighting brawler ones? Well, so there's the Fellowship of the Ring, which was like a 3D action, like a three, like a, a, a third person action game. And that follows the books really closely. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, that one's really it. good. Oh, is it? I thought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the Two Towers and Return of the King follow the movies. Uh, and I liked those well enough, if well, I remember I, correctly. I played the Two Towers, and it was like the action brawler, right? You were like the different yeah, characters yeah, yeah, yeah. and like doing the big moments. Like, that was fun. A uh, little, like, you know, mindless game to go around. Uh, but for me, the only Lord of the Ring games that I, I like are um, the Shadows of Mordor. Oh, yeah, those are good. Those are good. Uh, I liked Lord of the Rings... Uh, conquest as a kid and then now because i just liked running around as the, like frodo and stuff and then now like oh those games are bad huh <laughs> or, i guess that one um I, I got it right here hey look at that look, what, what's going on right here uh oh what do i have right here oh it is lord of the rings conquest for the xbox 360 I, that was right in your in your grasp yeah i've got so i've, I've got some xbox 360 games like downstairs like with the rest of my gaming stuff um on display and then the the ones that I don't like <laughs> are up here right in my, next in my to room you at all corner. times, just staring you down. I get it. Yeah, in case I really gotta dip into it to save Middle Earth or destroy it. It's headbox. What's in the fucking box? A deadly judgment, a deadly deception, a deadly betrayal, a deadly riddle, a deadly defense, a deadly faith, a deadly podcast recording. Welcome back to Hitbox episode number 93. My name is Peter Hunt Spitek, and I'm going to talk about Danganronpa today. (laughs) 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 Joining me as always... It's my good friend Justin Makovich. I'm ha- I'm like having a good time already. How are you, Justin? What's going on? I thought man? you were reading the box for Lord of the Rings Conquest for a second. Um, so I'm <laughs> glad you added the context to that. I'm doing yes. fantastic. Um, I just uh, flew uh, to several different states uh, over the past weekend. Uh, went to Philadelphia for a wedding. 
And then the next, literally the next morning, um, got up at 4 a.m., flew out to Denver, and uh, went to another wedding in Denver. And uh, uh, they're not kidding when they say the air is thinner up there. Thinner? Thicker? It's harder it's to thinner. breathe. Yeah. Um, I was in a hotel, and we were on the 10th floor, and I thought it'd be fun and get some steps, so I walked down mm-hmm. the stairs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it was fine until I realized I was locked out of the lobby. <laughs> Did you have to walk all the way back up? And I walked back upstairs, um, and I started running up the stairs just because I Why? wanted to get my task done because <laughs> okay, I was waiting gotcha. for my Uber Eats, and I... It, Probably the second flight of stairs, I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I got to do the rest of this. Uh, and let's just say I didn't use the stairs the rest of the trip. Uh, it was elevator or bust for me. Well, I I get it, man. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, I like the plains of the beautiful plains of Illinois, the soybeans and the, the corn. The corn and the soybeans uh, and the crime from the yeah Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad uh, your travels were good. I'm glad your double wedding weekend or I guess week uh, was good because you're you're done with school right now, aren't you? Like you are. I, I'm not technically teaching. done. I still have like yeah. extracurriculars that go yeah, until yeah, yeah, you know yeah, the end yeah, of time. Yeah. I, I'm never done. Um, I think the biggest myth of uh, a teacher is that you have your summers off because whether you are doing something with you know sports or activities, uh, you at least have the guilt of the fact that you need to be getting ready for the next year to hang over sure. your head. Um, That's fair. So it's always there. The guilt, the teacher guilt, it's always there. But yes, I am technically on summer break. Well, I'm glad to hear it, man, uh, because we're going to talk about some video games coming up. We're going to talk about Callisto Protocol. It is the cover for Game Informer this month. We're also going to talk about, I mean, just more PS Plus shenanigans. Uh, It's uh, bad out there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, NBs, like it is bad out there for people looking to get upgrade PS Plus and whatever. Um, additionally, we're gonna look at Death Stranding and Kojima. The abandoned <laughs> is back. Also, unrelated to those those um, two projects and so much more. But before we get to all of that, Justin, I do want to know what you're playing in your time off. I guess you've been like busy though, so. Yeah, I got to say, like, this last week was one of the busiest weeks for me that I've had in a long time, just with, like, uh, you know, ending school. You got to get those grades in. You got to yeah. notify those failures. Uh, if any of my students who have failed uh, are listening to this podcast, uh, do your homework. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, and then we also had our uh, end-of-year uh, theater banquet uh, that went on that um, you know, planning for that. It's fun, but still you got to plan for it. Yeah. Um, and then traveling, uh, guess what? When you, when you're on a, a plane at like 4am in the morning, uh, you don't really want to play a video game. No, you think you do. Like you think you do beforehand. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I'm going to like have so much time to just like relax. So you know, much. Play a game. So much. Uh, you don't, you don't. Yeah. I, I, I was, uh, champing at the bit. That's a callback to the riddle. Um, to uh, <laughs> like play some games, but um, I did get a, a probably another five hours of Nino Cooney in. Um, okay. Game gets a little bit better when you get more party members. It gets a lot more like Pokemon yeah. uh, than when we last talked. I'm to the part of the RPG now where I, I hope ten hours in the major tutorials tutorials are done. I feel like I'm learning something. I, I was learning something every ten minutes about like a new system, so it was mm-hmm. very confusing. Um, but now that I think I have a handle on the combat, I like it. The update is that the boss fights are kind of boring. 
because it's basically me like the best i mean there's probably an actual way to fight these bosses but the way i just fight the bosses is i run away from bosses and cast ice spells from a distance sure um, until i run out of mp that's and then the I elden ring technique it's the way to do it right <laughs> yeah. um but then once you run out of mp you basically have to wait for your little companion to drop some mp orbs mm-hmm. um so it's a, it's very uh time consuming not that difficult but not that fun yeah. Uh, to do some of those boss battles. But I guess I'm doing that to myself. Um, I, I like to go back to when I played the first Uncharted. Uh, there were some of those like levels that were really hard. So what I would just do is I'd hang off the edge until my luck would regenerate. Yeah. I'd pop up, shoot one person, pop back down. Then my luck would regenerate. Then I'd jump back up, shoot a couple. And i just do that. And I'm like, this isn't really fun. And I think it's on me for that, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not Could making be. the game fun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, do, I do know what you mean. Um, are are you liking it more? Because I know you were like kind of in the middle about it last time. Yeah, I, I it's it's fine. I think the story itself is just kind of eh at this point. Okay. Um, but like I I have found enough good in it to just kind of keep plunking away at it. Sure. And I'm to the point now where I'm just kind of like, oh, I gotta you know level up my guys, level up this guy, do this. There's always something to level up. I know it's an RPG and that seems obvious, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I will keep playing it until, as I said, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 comes out. Gotcha. That makes sense. That's July, right? We got like another month yet. Yeah. I mean, this is an RPG. It might take me like 400 hours. Who knows? So that is, that's very (laughs) fair. Uh, well, speaking of updates from games we talked about last week, Justin, I finished Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc. Oh, um, (laughs) it's got Uh a bad ending. (laughs) It's got a bad like, like, not a, maybe bad is the wrong word. Like, bizarre and weird, and in my opinion, not really satisfying. Um, but I, I don't think it ruins the game, but it does, like, make you go, what? <laughs> um, uh, if that makes sense. Oh, it's, a, I mean, I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of like a, a video game that, that has like an ending that ruins it for me. Um, cause it's much more about the experience of playing it, but with Dang and Rap, it's a lot more of like a visual novel, kind of like experiencing more like a movie. And I can think of several movies that the way a movie ends destroys a movie for me. Well, it, it, weirdly enough, I talked about how the like beginning of it, like the premise reminded me of Squid Game. And like the ending of Dang and Rampa also reminds me of the ending of Squid Game in that I found it to be disappointing and like changes the context of the rest of the game. And you go, oh, well, that's dumb yeah <laughs> um, yeah uh but yeah n- not that they are the same uh i did like that okay going back to squid game though i did like that twist a lot I... you didn't like it no i hated it uh i didn't like i didn't like the resolution but i liked that that twist was there by the res- I, I don't we can go yeah. full spoilers one day but like i that was that was cool that was cool yeah for me okay I, so what you're I, uh, what you're telling me okay is, is that is that a spoiler for danganronpa then no no no, no. they're not related okay. in like any like story wise just in that like i found the ending of the show to be like oh well that changes the context of, like if, if i went back and rewatched the show i would be like oh this is what's going on that kind of sucks uh same thing for danganronpa i'd be like oh well, that sort of sucks um but whatever it's not like a huge deal because i liked it uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. much that I looked into playing the second and third one because the second second one's on Game Pass. Third one is not, but it's on, they're both on the Switch. And I was like, you know, I could just buy the the 
for the price of one, just get them both. Yeah, you know, like get you know, all three. Um, and I looked it up, and basically, like, first of all, in summation of Danganronpa, I watched a review of it uh, from when it got re-released on the Switch, what, like in December, and I, I really appreciate someone was someone called it. I think it was Nintendo Life, whoever wrote the review for them, said like, it's trashy, but it's fun, and I think that's like a really great uh way to describe it because like it is trashy like it's it's got that like like way too horny anime kind of like vibe to it and and whatever uh and and, like it is ludicrous in a lot of its story elements and and aspects but i i still think that like there is a place for that you know like it's not trying to be like well this is a visual novel that'll change your life uh yeah yeah i think a lot of anime have fall into that pattern too yeah yeah um, but like, I liked it. And so like Danganronpa two, <laughs> it's like apparently a similar premise of like another killing game has started. Um, but it, it's like a new cast of characters and they're all on like an Island. So the review I watched for that was like, um, if you're worried that this is just an excuse to get everyone to, to run around in bikinis, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was like, Oh maybe i am not in for that and but then but then just in the review for the third one they were like this is probably one of the best visual novels uh ever made maybe like up there with the house of fonta morgana and stuff like that so i was like well maybe i'll play two so i can play three are Um, they all connected um from my understanding yes but they don't have like a lot of like character crossover Okay, so there's, like, greater world themes and the bear. Yes. Right, yes. And and, uh, Monokuma, who's the bear, makes an appearance in all of them. Um, So, yeah. uh, I don't know if I'm going to start that this week, but it is something I'll probably want to play at some point. Um, Because they're they're easy to play. Like, it's just a lot of reading, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, see for me that's not easy to play that that is a that is an invitation for me to fall asleep yeah but but like the thing is to me i tried to place uh citizen sleeper or sleeper citizen did, did i tell you about that mm-hmm. uh it, it's this like cyberpunk game that just came out on game pass and uh, it is apparently being lauded as like this is some excellent cyberpunk uh uh media and i tried to play it and like the reading in that was extraordinarily dense uh, and I don't doubt that it's a good game. It's like a kind of like taking cues off of like tabletop RPGs and stuff. Um, I do not doubt that it's a great game, but the reading that the amount of reading and the density of it was too much for me to be able to like actually parse it. Whereas with Danganronpa, because it's so like, it's just dialogue. Like yeah. it's a lot easier to, to yeah, it's, parse. It, you're, you're experiencing like a movie thing rather than like really digesting like all it, right. this other. It's yeah, the yeah. difference between like, a book and like maybe like a manga or yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. How dare you insult mangas like that? I I'm reading behind me. I got some Attack on Titan. Um, I've been reading Spy Family. Justin, I don't know if you're a manga reader. Spy Family might be the best, like the best story I've read, experienced in a really long time. Damn flies off the page it's fantastic i hope there is someone listening that also reads and it's like yes it's so good <laughs> it's extraordinary uh, is it done is the series is it a series that's done or no, 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 it is, no. there are there are seven books there are seven books right now book number eight is coming later this year extraordinary or See, you want something that's done justin that's great chainsaw man the final book comes out 
in two weeks. Two weeks? I'll get two, on it. Two weeks. There's 11 of them to, total. My goodness. A phenomenal, phenomenal series. Regardless, back to video games. You've got one more thing on your list here, and I would love to hear about it. Uh, so I played WB's Meta versus video game in um alpha is it called metaverses i thought it was multiverses oh sorry multiverses <laughs> sorry oh my gosh um, they're gonna take my alpha code away um yes uh uh <laughs> it's a dumb name like yeah, i don't like it i mean like I, I like it gets the point across but i it makes me like kind of like cringe yeah, a little sorry. bit yeah the multiverses my bad um and uh i i got an email to sign up for the open beta uh, I signed or alpha uh, signed up for it, and it's a pretty feature complete, nice little package from what I got. Um, and as someone who I, I I'm a huge huge fan of Smash Brothers, put hundreds of hours into that series throughout its time. Uh, this game uh, is a good Smash game, and it's not just copying Smash; it adds a little bit more to it. But for those of you who don't know, the um, multiverses is uh, the WB cinematic. All, <laughs> I don't know, universe, yeah. multiverse, when they have all WB characters fighting each other. Um, and again, what is like a Smash Brothers like uh, brawler? Like uh, what are those called? Fighter? Yeah, platform fighter. Um, and uh, you, uh, so there are 15 characters that you can choose from. I'm going to name them off here and you tell me how fucking random this is. <laughs> okay, go you ahead. You get Batman, you get Easy. Superman, yeah. you get Wonder Woman. You get Harley Quinn. You get Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. You get Bugs Bunny. Arya Stark. Is she, like, is is that WB? Allegedly. I mean, maybe HBO is owned by that? Whatever. Uh, Go I, on. Uh, you get Jake the Dog from Adventure Time. Finn the Human uh, from Adventure Time. Steven Universe from Steven Universe. Yeah, uh, you get Garnet from Steven Universe. Tom and Jerry Rain Dog, which, if you don't know, is a unique special character created for this game. Uh, you also get it's like a like like a like a goat uh, like thing, a dog. goat dog thing with a little antenna thing. This looks like the there's a poke. This looks like a Pokemon, like a specific Pokemon. I'm thinking of something deer, weird deer, maybe. Anyway, go on. Uh, and then there's like two other like they call them experimental characters. I guess they're just testing them out, trying to balance them. Uh, you get is that Velma? the the geeky one from scooby-doo uh I, I like lost my glasses yeah that's velma velma you get velma and you get taz the, the tasmanian devil yeah that was my yeah, taz impression it, exactly it was pretty good <laughs> Thank actually you. you know Thanks. <laughs> um and um i'm gonna compare this first to uh the all the nickelodeon all-star brawl game um because the the one thing this game does that that game lacked because that game the nickelodeon all-stars was pretty much copy and paste of smash with some nickelodeon characters um this one has these wb characters but thank god it actually has voices and all the characters are, are actually voiced by the actual voice actors and actresses so like Maisie williams plays Arya stark so, like, her lines of dialogue are actually that. Um, the character that I play is uh, Harley Quinn, um, and that's voiced by Tara Strong. So, like, the actual, like, cartoon yeah. renditions of these characters. Um, Kevin Conroy I was gonna say, is Batman. Yeah. You know, so you have, like, 
the classic like voices of the actors that you expect when you hear these characters actually like making sounds when they fight. So that in itself makes the game way better than Nickelodeon. So instead of having this annoying announcer just like announce everything that's happening while your characters silently hit each other, like if you play Nickelodeon All Stars, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> that's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it, and it's really, it's really bad. Um, but this one, uh, combat aside, it is different enough from smash brothers it makes it pretty interesting and one of the things the recommended mode that they have on this is actually a team battle in which is two versus two (laughs) and while you have that in smash brothers this game actually has roles like you're playing an overwatch kind of thing so there are different roles that your characters uh can uh play um, they're kind of weird. Um, you start off, like, not weird. It's weird that this game would have that and how many of them. There's five different character classes as of now. You have your tank. You have your bruiser, which is the, you know, attacker. Uh, you have a support character. Uh, you have an assassin, which I don't necessarily know what makes them different. I guess more projectile whatever. And then you have a mage character that is also projectile that you can have. And specific characters, like support specifically, have moves that help out your opponent like your partner um like the stupid um rain dog character has this ability to um if someone's falling off the stage and they run out of their jump it can like pull them back on stage and like move them around and stuff like that Hmm. Uh, other characters have like shield buffs other characters have certain things to make your characters a little bit stronger so I, there's a there's a hint of more combo based and team based strategy in this game rather than just a Smash Brothers game, and I know there's there's strategy in competitive two v two Smash, obviously, sure, of course, but like that's like very high level play. Like this is like kind of in your face about having that kind of like uh, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and the combat itself is really fun. It's quick. Uh, it's a lot more mobile than Smash because if you know anything about Smash, you get like you know your two jumps, and then you get your like up special that gets you up a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, but this one, you get two jumps. You can do your up special twice, and then you can dodge in any direction twice. Hmm. So it's really like incentivizing you to kind of like go off the map and like you know edge uh, guard um, in a way that makes it a lot more. <sighs> easy accessible to do so rather than like having certain characters that are like better at that as you do in smash it's just a lot more like free to play it it feels more accessible to me as someone who's played a lot of smash i've never like been someone who likes to like jump off the stage and like attack people but this one i feel like it's great um there's no throw but they do have like a specific uh like they have the four uh regular like attack moves for each character and then they have the four special customized moves for each character um so like harley quinn's one of hers is um to uh, have a batman that's a bomb that you can throw at someone and then you can ignite it whenever you want um another one of her moves is to set like uh, a, a bomb on a balloon and then you can basically if the opponent hits the balloon it hits them and knocks them uh, around. If you hit it, it resets your jump. So it's like you can set up these traps all over the map uh, to kind of like help your character out. Um, so uh, so far from what I played, I played uh, you know, 10, 15 matches. Uh, they really are focused on the online playing of it. Um, it feels really good. It's really fun. I like it a lot. It's good. It's not just a copy. There are definitely things about it that make it a little bit different, and it feels good to play too. It is free to play. 
so if you know about free to play, there is a battle pass. Sure, um, of course. You gotta, uh, you it's know, like cosmetics earn, and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. you, you gotta earn certain coins to unlock some of the characters as well. Okay. Um, but so far, I mean, I'm playing. It's the alpha, so God, goodness knows how actual uh, how progression is going to work and how many coins you get. But uh, it's pretty easy to get enough coins to unlock a character mm-hmm. or two. And there's like a training mode that they let you play around with characters that you haven't even unlocked yet. So you oh, can cool. still like test out the characters that you want, which I think is kind of cool. Um, and then each character levels up separately. There are certain buffs and uh, things that you can attach to your characters, like incoming uh, uh, projectile damage is lessened by 4%. Um, or things like that, or mm-hmm. you do a little bit more damage when you're jumping in the air. So there's a lot of ways to customize your characters and stuff like that. Um, so I, I I don't see it so far as something that um, is would move me away, like push me away from playing it. Yeah. Um, and I think the free to play model for this something like this, I think it's just a good way to get people to come and play it, and has more people that you can play against. Um, so yeah, I've been playing it on PS5. Uh, the alpha code I got unlocked it for both PS4 and PS5. Um, I've been playing the PS5 version. It looks fine. I mean, it's not like a graphical showcase kind of game, but yep. it runs great. I haven't had many issues of it. Um, so so far, uh, I am gonna say I'm pretty excited for this. Well, dang. Uh, do we know when that's coming out, or is it just a vague 2022? Uh, I think it's still vague 2022. The fact that it's an alpha um, makes me seem makes me think that's probably a little further off. But mm-hmm. with how good it plays, I don't know. It could I could see it coming out um, this summer. Um, but uh, this is probably their first test, and so far I've had no major connection issues at all with anyone I played. Um, Are you playing against across... real people, or, or is it just bots? Yeah, so that's the kind of the main mode, and the only way to progress your character is through playing online against other people, which I know can be a turnoff for people like sure. me. Um, but <laughs> they still have like bot modes and stuff like that, but you still have to play other people to level up and get your battle pass level up and stuff like that. But um, uh, they also have some cool things, like if you and I were to play together... I get 30% uh, increased uh, experience because oh, sure, I'm playing yeah. with a buddy rather than a random person online, which is kind of cool. That's, um, I, I think that's common in like multiplayer games, but it's cool. It, it's not something you would really expect to see in a game like this. So I think that's yeah, kind of Yeah, and, and I think, and again, I, I haven't played with like other people yet, so I don't know like how good the combat feels and how do these roles really mean something? Like, if I'm playing with an assassin and a mage, is that going to be a big disadvantage from playing against a, a bruiser and a support character? Sure, right? sure. And I'm sure there's a lot of that meta strategy, too, that I think will give this game legs, uh, which is kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I played around with uh, Shaggy, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, um, I think Garnet, which is the, like, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know. It's, like, some, like, DJ person, I think. I've not watched Steven Universe, but... I recognize them from it. They're like a big character or something. I don't know. Yeah, and I played a little bit of Arya Stark, um, who is listed as difficult to use. So, um, but yeah, overall, it's oh, and and Tom and Jerry, who plays a lot like uh, Ice Climbers, Um, they have some moves that like play off of each other. Um, But yeah, uh, overall, so far, um, uh, I am uh, positive on this game, and I think it'll do well as free to play. Well, dang. Dang, dang, dang. Would you say it's a good pick to have on your fantasy team? Um, he probably, I mean, it would, I don't think this game would score worse than an eight. Okay. I mean, like um, from what you're saying, it seems like 
it is better than Nickelodeon All Stars, which did okay. Yeah, yeah, it did. Okay. Well, it was like a six or seven, I think. Right. I mean, I mean, not horrifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I do think it's it's good. I think a, a game like this would all the the reason I pause on this is because. With a free-to-play model, sometimes that can be something that significantly hurts yeah. a, a game. Um, but I do think that this is a, a pretty good game. And if you like these fighting games, I, I think a game like this... Uh, I, I think in the preview, they showed like the Iron Giant as one of the random-ass characters you can yeah, <laughs> eventually yeah. that they might uh, play and unlock. So um, they also had a pretty good tutorial in it, too, to kind of really... like I start off, and there's enough differences that my brain is still a little bit broken when I'm playing this. Sure. Um, uh, just some of the control things, but uh, yeah, I think this 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 does have a chance. This is not a ten, um, but this does have a chance to be a pretty good fighter. Yeah. So okay. yes, pick well, it up if you would like. I have. I already have. I was. I had to have what a you were real. Doing while I was talking. No. Uh, oh. This was last week. I had oh, to okay. have a re- sit down conversation with my tr- with my team. Look at everyone. Say all right. Who are we? I mean, my 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 team is extraordinarily aspirational. I mean, like I've got like Metroid Prime Four on there. <laughs> uh, I like which I like. I'll keep on there until Nintendo does whatever they're going to do over the summer. You know what I mean? Like like this is going to be. Oh yeah. L- like I, I'm I'm keeping an eye on these on these releases, these leaks, everything. Uh, I I'm still yeah. pissed that Trek to Yomi didn't do better, but I I am looking forward to um uh, a update to our fantasy teams after E3 month or whatever yes. the hell it's going to be. I think that'd be a good a good way to kind of check back in and see what's going on. Yes, I agree, Justin. I also played Deer Simulator, your average everyday deer game. Are you familiar with this? Is it like Goat Simulator? Kinda. Uh, Is it by the same people? No, I don't think so. Uh, it's on Game Pass if you're interested. I, I got it on PlayStation because I was looking for something to play, and uh, I was like, I would love to have a new platinum trophy. I would <laughs> oh, love God. to have a new shiny new platinum trophy. Um, oh, Jesus Christ! Like this looks like it's it is like just nuts. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 the trailer. So uh, my brother and I, like in February, watched the trailer, and we couldn't justify buying it because uh, I didn't know it was on Game Pass back then. The trailer makes me laugh out loud. It, it is a it is a very funny game. It's not a good game. In fact, I think it's a bad game, but it's not trying to be a good game. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it is first and foremost a joke. Like it like it is comedy. Um and it makes me laugh out loud, which I I think is is tough to do, especially when there's I mean there's no dialogue in the game. It's just extraordinarily ridiculous. Um are you planning on playing this game? Uh, no. I mean, okay. if you if you if you sell me into playing it, but you said it's not a good game, it was, so it's I not a good game, but it makes me laugh. So let me okay. let me just yeah. cut you a slice of the joke, one of the jokes in this game. Uh, I mean, this is spoilers for the first two minutes of the game. I apologize. Um, you start up and you do a character creation, and the character creation engine is mind-bogglingly deep. I mean, you have so many options to change the face and and everything about of your the, deer. About, no, of your of a person, you make yourself. It is extraordinarily deep, and the okay. first thing that happens is a deer is crossing the street and it's going to get hit by a truck, and you jump in front of it and you get hit, and the deer lives and your character dies, That's and good. then you uh, come back in the in, in another really life good. as a deer. Yes. Um, like hysterical. 
like I spent so long like making the character and then just instantly gets thrown away. It's very funny. Um, you you basically just run around causing chaos, being a deer. Uh, you attach uh, guns to your horns. Uh, you blow a bunch of stuff up. The cops come at you. You have to kill them all. It's it's. Uh, it took me two hours to get the platinum for. I laughed. There were many goofs and gaffes. Uh, it's a frustrating game to control and play, but that seems like it's the point. Um, I think if you were, to, I think if someone were to like talk about this game and be like serious about it not being a good game to play, I think it's like you're missing that like yeah <laughs> yeah they probably didn't spend a lot of time really bug you know like like bug fixing but uh deer simulator your average everyday deer game on game pass uh it, it is a hoot and a holler if you're looking for something to do on a is sunday it, is afternoon. it like beatable like uh beatable bite like is it like uh uh untitled goose game kind of like task based or is it like just open world just fuck around uh, it's not task based. Your goal is to overthrow the police, which is admirable. And I like that. Um, and then something happens and your goal stays the same, but it expands. Uh, okay. it's fucking funny, man. I mean, like, like, I, I, I'm not just going to tell you all the goofs and gaffes in here, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself, uh, playing this game. Uh, there, there is a um, uh, expansion of this called the Final Evolution of Deer, and on yes. the box art there is a tiger with a machine gun on its back and a dolphin. It looks like it might have a flamethrower. Yeah, uh, I got to the place where, like, there's a boat out in the ocean that you can go to, and uh, that will take you to the DLC. But it was an additional five dollars, and I was like, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not gonna do that. So I did. <laughs> I, so I did not. But uh, it's a, it's a, it, it it made me laugh. The other game I want to talk about briefly: Apex Legends Mobile. They done did it. Apex Legends works on my mobile device, uh, and it is a very faithful adaptation of that game. If you are a newcomer to the series and feel overwhelmed by how many characters and stuff are in uh, the base game, if you want to try the mobile version, really stripped back. Uh, there are. I mean, less than half of the characters. It's almost it's basically just like the starting roster and then a few new uh, a few additional characters. One is exclusive to the mobile version. This is a great place to start, especially because you start by playing against bots. I would know because I got 23 kills in my first match <laughs> out of 60 players. So I was like, am I good? God. At this? Yeah. Uh, Did you play with your backbone? It's basically unplayable on touch controls because it yeah. brings every single button press from the game into it uh so it, yeah I, i'm playing on my backbone um and i'm i'm having actually a really really good time with it so hell yeah yeah do you want to talk about some news justin what do you say yeah let's do it all right well callisto protocol uh glenn Schofield, formerly visceral games now what are they called huh do we know <laughs> what's the <laughs> studio called on the top of my head i do not know um hmm well please hold callisto protocol by who uh no striking distance studios i i had that weirdly enough like you know 
Tip right off the tongue. dome. Yeah. You were, you were within striking distance of the title. I love it. Uh, we Thank saw you. this game revealed, I think, at the 2020 Game Awards. Um, Glenn Schofield and a lot of that team are the people who created Dead Space. Uh, one of my favorite series, video game series, uh, that had met an unfortunate fate. And that unfortunate fate was EA forcing them to make Dead Space 3. Um, and by that, I mean forcing them to make it exactly how it came out. <laughs> so not very good. Um, and so there was there's basically no hope for the Dead Space franchise from there. And now we're getting Dead Space reboot coming out in 2023 and Callisto Protocol, which is the uh, front page or front cover story for uh, a Game Informer. Don't have a subscription, wasn't able to read it. However, here's some key information for you, Justin Makovich. Callisto Protocol. It's going to be coming uh, cross-gen, so it's not just a, a current-gen exclusive. It's going to come to you know, Xbox One, PS4, all that sort of stuff. I imagine not to the Switch, but that's just... <laughs> It's a hunch, really. Yes. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm looking at these screenshots here and going, does this look like a Switch game? The answer is a uh, steadfast no. Uh, it is coming out in 2022. At least uh, that is that is what they're going with right now. Uh, that's great news because I am really excited to play this game. Um, yeah, th this, would be, this could be like, if it is as good as I think Dead Space 2 is, this could be one of my, like, all-time favorite games. Um, in addition to that, it's going to have things like melee and ranged combat. Um, the enemies, which are these, like, zombie, alien-looking things. Not quite the necromorphs from um, Dead Space. In fact, they, they look a little bit more generic than that. Um, they still look really fucked up and gross. Um, but yeah. maybe less iconic than what the, the like, the silhouette of the necromorph. Um they're called biophages and the main character's name is jacob i assume that's the guy we saw in that original trailer uh he's got kind of like a shaved head and he was like screaming I, but i don't know if that's uh true or not uh he is going to be able to use similar uh ability similar to isaac clark in dead space uh like like the stasis unit and stuff to make things float around and and throw things and like Stuff like that. One of my favorite features from Dead Space 2 was you were able to rip the talons off of them, the the necromorphs that were coming at you and just like shoot them back into them. That's kind of cool. Anyway. <laughs> well, like the, ta the talons? Yeah. So like if, if one of the monsters was coming at you, you could rip its like fangs off and oh, shoot it back into okay, it cool, as a cool. weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you just like you would walk into an area and be like, hmm, there's an extraordinary amount of thick metal poles in here oh let me just <laughs> pin these guys to walls <laughs> like um i am i am really looking forward to this game uh i know that i am biased just because i really like uh dead space and glenn Schofield's work but um yeah i mean yeah what the, do you think the images look stunning like i think it looks really creepy really cool um i i also like you know uh bringing your fantasy team back from the dead uh like it, this was a hail mary yeah and, I, and yeah. it was counterpicked and if this comes out i imagine it's going to be i mean like you look at like how dead space was received those games were received well i think the third one maybe tapered off a little bit but it didn't have like negative scores right right like um i i'm 
I think this has a chance. I, I, I would not be surprised if a game like this comes out this year. And uh, I looked at a tweet from Jeff Keeley that came out in March 24th. Um, and he said, so fun to visit game studios again. Spent most of yesterday at Striking Distance Studios with at Glenn Schofield and team. Excited for the Callisto the game and what's to come. And that gives me, that's interesting context now knowing that this game is being talked about like this. Still rumored to come out this year. We're probably going to see a lot more of it at Summer Game Fest. Um, yeah, I have so, to imagine, right? Like a yeah. trailer or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, If yeah. it's coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was this a game? Was the, uh, Is this like an exclusive to anything? Do we know anything about like where it's coming out? Like uh, Game Pass or anything like that? Uh, so I, have, I, I don't have access to the article. But um, I mean, according to these tweets here... Uh, no one has mentioned anything like Game Pass. Uh, actually, a comment. Someone says Game Pass title, and then someone else says, just buy the game. I know you can do it, uh, which is funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so I don't know. I, I I don't doubt that it could, but I also don't know if it would do you know what I mean? like yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i just didn't know if it was had any like big deals with, yeah i don't with think it's exclusive to anything uh otherwise i think that would be bigger news except um, exclusive to your heart yeah yeah i'm i will say if i may if i may talk about callisto protocol for just a moment here as we are talking about the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm worried about two things i i mentioned earlier uh like these these what are they called biophages first of yeah. all for sure, I'm going to call it the genophage at some point. Uh, I mean, yeah, the biogeno. Like, come on. Yes, like, <laughs> I, that that is that was designed so that we would forget, <laughs> so that we would we would <laughs> just call it that for like an hour of an episode exclusively about the game, and then be like, oh fuck. <laughs> um, so I, I am worried about their design. Like, they're just not iconic. They they look scary, but they they're just like. I mean, if you get the chance, go ahead and, and look these up. Be warned, they are pretty graphic and gross of just like human beings like meshed and like almost like like sealed together it's it looks gross but it looks cool but it's like not like we i we have to see more before i can make a final judgment about if these guys are going to be like yo this is like one of those video game enemies that you'll remember forever in the way that the necromorphs for me were um yeah, I mean, like, looking at this game, like, the screenshots, it reminds me of, like, what I remembered, uh, what I, I think Dead Space looks like in my mind. But if you ever go back to look at it, it doesn't quite look like that. Yeah. Or, or even, like, a bigger contrast. When Doom 3 came out, mm. I remember seeing those screenshots and being like, this game is amazing. <laughs> and then yeah. going back to play it, it's like, ooh. Like, oh, it's, oh, why is man. everyone burned? <laughs> 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 uh yeah no that that's that's very fair um and then the other thing i'm worried about uh is like dead space's whole like sh d you gotta cut off their limbs mechanic i think is really unique and it's i'm surprised that it never really made a comeback like no one else really used that um like feature i don't know if it i imagine they like you can't patent something like that but i also don't know um, it wouldn't be outside of the realm of possibilities. Like you look at the nemesis system from like uh, Shadow of Mordor. Really, we're talking about that again. Um, but like th the re that's a fantastic idea, but it's it just lives in a vault uh, untouched by anyone. Maybe it'll be in that Wonder Woman game that whatever that studio is working on. But um, what I'm trying to say is I worry that the combat will be forgettable. 
if it's just doing like a third person melee ranged combat sort of thing. Um, yeah, but I mean, what what survival survival horror action horror game do you think of? Like, and when you think about it, you're like, this combat's the best. Well, like Dead Space. Oh, okay. You're, is, so you're saying is what I okay, mean. Yeah, like, yeah, like okay, that okay, is yeah. such a unique idea um, that really helps it. St- like that, that is so much of its identity. And then the the design of the monsters helps with that because they've got so many like weirdly like spindly limbs and stuff like that that you're shooting them off and stuff. Um, so my worry is that this will not have that. This might just be another good sci-fi survival horror game, but not like as inventive as as dead space was yeah because i mean this this has the potential to be like dead space 4 almost you know what i mean like like and you would expect it to be like that but maybe they're gonna go in a different direction i'm not i'm not a big enough dead space fan to like necessarily like speak on this but like isn't it kind of like aren't you like really strong by the end of it like are you powerful like do you feel like you you got that so okay so the first dead space is very much like Resident Evil 4, where it starts off really spooky, and then, I mean... It, it, it's wacky as shit. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't turn into that, but, like, you start off, like, feeling very unequipped to handle the situation, and by the end, you're, like, pulling out a flamethrower and whatever else. Yeah. Uh, Dead Space... Uh, I like Dead Space 1 okay. Dead Space 2 is, in my opinion, phenomenal. It is... Uh, it, it really leans more into the action side of things, um, mm. and so so that would be, like not in story or anything else, but maybe just gameplay. It's more akin to something like resident evil five, um, where they just focus on the action a lot more than, um, the pre than, than the first game. But, um, something that I hope, you know, you said focusing, like they, they could focus on something from, uh, dead space. Um, it seemed like Glenn Schofield and the rest of the team were really interested in talking about the main character Isaac's mental state and how after going through the events of the first game, uh, you would not be like a regular person anymore. Like you would, you would have some trauma to deal with, especially because of um, the results of that game uh, with, with your girlfriend and all that. Um, And then the second game is also fucked up (laughs) and stuff. And so by the third game, you, you, come back to Isaac and it's like, Oh, here's this like shell of a man. And so they wanted to explore what would happen as his mental state sort of just deteriorates. And he becomes, he starts like seeing things and having these hallucinations and stuff. But EA thought that was too weird. So they just didn't really do that. It's kind of in there, but it's not like it it is not fully realized because EA thought it would be too um, like high concept for people to get. So if, if, which is potentially true, but it's also like you hear about their ideas that they had and it's like, this would have been so awesome. And instead we got dead space three, which is just like an action third person shooter. Um, so I hope that maybe if they are going to focus on something that they weren't allowed to do back in the EA days as visceral games, it would be, um, focus more on that mental health side of things. Uh, cause I think that's also kind of an untapped, uh, has some untapped potential as well, but. Yeah, like putting the psychological part into the horror, you know, instead of it exactly, just being like yes. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, thinking about the character and stuff. So, hey, I, I, um, am excited to play this game. Well, no, that's the wrong word. I don't like playing horror games, but I will play it. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I'm well, that, ready for it to be dropped into my lap. I'm, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Not, not that I, I'm like not excited. Like I, it, I know like, what you mean. There's stress involved with playing a horror game. Yes. That I don't usually put myself in that line of fire. 
It's like it's like for me. Like, did you like watching The Shining? No, I was really fucking stressed. Like, and I it did was a not. Good movie. Yeah, yeah, but it was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about PS Plus. And I'm gonna say this. Let's talk about PS Plus briefly. Uh, so basically as we've detailed in like six different episodes um the transition uh into this three-tiered system for playstation plus has been i mean like to to put it like bluntly bad but to be a little more specific uh like not smooth like very rocky um because uh like playstation really wants to make sure that you are paying exactly what they want you to pay so we talked previously about how like if you bought one month like if you bought a one month playstation plus card from like i don't know a target or like a walgreens or something like that um that is good for one month of like the reg like the base version and then it's good for like 21 days of like the second version and then like 17 days of like the highest tier um, so basically PS plus the, the new tier of, of the new th- the three tiers of it have gone live in Asia. And it seems as if there are a lot of people complaining, saying that like, if you had bought pre-existing memberships, um, like if you bought like a year supply of it, uh, you are going to have to pay for that full year of PS plus, uh, extra or deluxe upfront. So that, I mean, that could be like, you know, a hundred dollars or so, um, if you are wanting to upgrade and then if you, yeah, it's dumb, right? Uh, listen, you, you have a chance at launch to really put a positive taste in people's mouths about this. And you do that by not nickel and diming them to death. Yes. Uh, and you, what what happens is they're they're upsetting the most dedicated PlayStation fans who are going to be getting this new service. And then those dedicated fans are going to be saying negative things about this. And they put articles out that talk about how complicated all this stuff is. And then it makes me be like, well, shit, I don't know if I want to do this. And it, it makes me already like have a bad taste in my mouth about the system before I'm even looking or playing the games or right. seeing anything else. Um, and I just think it's, uh, it's bungled PR. Uh, it seems a lot more going back to the, the hubris that PlayStation had back in the PS3 era where it's like, get another job to get this system guys. It's Uh, like, oh, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks asshole. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) uh, I, I don't know. It's, I understand like, and I said this before looking from a dollars and cents perspectives, why PlayStation would be doing this, but like, it's only going to be awkward for them or they might only lose some of this money in this initial transfer period. And if there are a couple hundred people who have bought PlayStation plus memberships into 2030, Oh, well, you already got their money. Just let, yeah. let them convert it easily. Like, don't make it complicated. Just, just do what I like. It's, it, it just, <sighs> it, it has advanced from being like, Oh, there are some growing pans as there always are when you transition services to being like, yo, there is like a roadblock for people doing this you know what i mean yep 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 um Um, so yeah but um i do have to say uh i think it's cool 
about them having uh, uh, new trophy support for older games. Um, that was something that, that they announced a couple games. Not games that I'll play, but like Ape Escape, Hot Shots, uh, Siphon Filter, games like that. Like classic PlayStation games that didn't have trophy support that they're getting it. Um, and I was reading how Sony's like, uh, they're leaving it up to the developers of the games in order to decide if they want to put trophies in. Um, so they're not mandating any of that stuff, but I think that's kind of cool to like get people invested because that is something that rewards the hardcore fans yeah. who want to go back and play these games again to get new trophies and things that weren't there before. Um, so yeah, that's a cool added value, but all this other stuff, like just come on, Sony. Yeah. It, it's just like, I think even part of this would be a little bit uh, like not I'm not trying to say it would be well received, but I think it would be potentially received differently if the direct if all it took to see like, oh, here's a good example of people doing something like this correctly is to look at Game Pass. Right. Mm -hmm. B because they have done so much in um, like, like keeping like uh, public favor. You know, in, in, mm -hmm. in making sure that people are happy with with the product and everything like that. Uh, I think that it just totally contrasts this and makes uh, people not want, like you said, not interested in upgrading or, or dealing with the the headache that is trying to figure out what the hell you're getting and how much you're going to have to pay. And if you upgrade, am I going to have to pay one hundred dollars right now? Which have, is a lot of money and not everyone has that to just drop today, you know? Right, right. Uh, I mean, yeah. Whatever. I'll still buy it because I'm broken. Yeah, uh, I will not, but I'm glad to hear. I'll be interested to hear what you think of it in terms of a review and, and that sort of stuff. But uh, speaking of Game Pass, let's talk about this real quick. So there's this article on Kotaku that that kind of got blew out of proportion online um, for a few reasons that we'll talk about here. Um, but basically, this article is by Ari no uh, Notice and is titled, After Years of Hype, the Xbox Game Pass Burnout is Here. Basically, the article talks about how um, people are starting to unsubscribe for, to Game Pass for a while as the drought of Xbox first-party games uh, has started to grow kind of uh, pretty vastly. For uh, We talked about last week, Redfall, and Starfield have been delayed into 2023. Those were two games that were meant to be out this year. One was supposed to be out in the summer and one was supposed to be out in the uh, fall slash winter. So it's really looking like, hey, what do they, what are they offering with, uh, in terms of first party support for Game Pass? Which, if you remember uh, forever ago, I, I, this part of the Game Pass marketing was like every quarter, so every, you know, three, four months, there is meant to be a new AAA first party Xbox game on game pass day one which now you're looking at the rest of 2022 and it's like hey that's probably not going to happen right so this article um basically just details that and does address you know hey uh there are some great indies out there uh in, in about like you know you got your tunics and your truck to yomi uh and there are also other excellent not necessarily exclusive first party xbox games uh, on there such as guardians of the galaxy or you look at like outriders from what was that two years ago or maybe one mm -hmm. um it, there is quality there and, and the burnout they're referring to is just waiting for these big triple a games to appear i i mean i potentially disagree i i don't disagree with the that that's what people are feeling but i disagree with the value of it i don't know personally i have spent a lot of time with game pass this this year weirdly enough 
um, even despite the fact that there are these a lack of AAA games. Uh, and I want to talk about the effects of that in one second, um, the effects of this article and, and everything about it in a second. But what do you think about all that, Justin? I mean, I think it's pretty natural. Like, uh, I mean, this article uh, comes out a week or so after they announce a big game is no longer going to be coming out that people were waiting for and looking for. And maybe there are some people who are like, you know, I'm uh, I don't, don't see another big game coming out for me, so I'm going to cancel this. But I don't think that's everyone who has Game Pass. I think that's a consumer's right to do that. And I think people do, in fact, care enough about their money to um, subscribe to things. Think about how people deal with like uh, HBO memberships and like, oh, Game of Thrones is coming out. Let me get my free trial going on now and everything. Right. Um, like that just happens. And I don't think the article was grounded in any specific research or data about that. And um I, I think it's like one of those like, well, yeah, maybe subscriber numbers went down a little bit this month, but that doesn't mean the service is bad or uh, if I were Xbox, I'd be worried. Um, I read an article on uh, GameSpot um, by George Yang that talks about how Xbox has outsold PlayStation in Japan for the first time since 2014. Oh, yeah. um, granted, it's probably because of sales num- uh, the, the uh, sales numbers are up for Xbox because they can't get the actual PlayStation 5 consoles still but right. it doesn't matter i mean people are still buying xboxes they still want xboxes so um i i don't read this as being something to be concerned about it just is natural i mean look at the netflix dilemma about their subscription service going up and down up and down up and down um but i think again those the, the a lot of people are un- understanding and aware of what a great value game pass is um so yeah so this article goes up kotaku the i mean has a Twitter account. It tweets this article out, uh, and then the, the official Xbox Game Pass Twitter account responds saying, "Tell me you limit yourself to only AAA games without telling me you limit yourself to only AAA games." Um, and this, as the kids call it, ha- they have ratioed Kotaku, um, and I think that sucks. <laughs> uh, sucks, I, I, sucks from what perspective? I, I think the, uh, Xbox's response sucks. Um, it is not a secret to see that people are weirdly like, uh, territorial is the wrong word. Uh, people put a lot of value in liking Xbox or, or PlayStation. Uh, I get being a fan of things. I'm a fan of things, but like in them doing this, this has caused a lot of people to read the headline of this article and then just direct a lot of hate towards this, the, the writer. Um, and Kotaku is frequently seen as a pretty easy punching bag, uh, among games, uh, like gaming fans, I think because they tend to bring up a lot of conversations that gaming, that a lot of gaming, uh, gamers don't want to talk about. Right. They, uh, Kotaku is frequently talking about um, a political activism, uh, activism in video games, which I think is awesome, but a lot of gamers, for whatever reason, do not. So I think that Xbox, this huge corporation uh, with, with millions of weird, crazed followers um, responding in this way, putting a spotlight on this article that if you don't read... Uh, sounds critical of the company. Um, I, I think it's irresponsible because I think it just 
is like, hey, go ahead and sick a bunch of our weird fans on this author who is just writing an opinion piece that is, while uh, debatable if it's, you know, if, if you agree or not, is still um, like true, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard. It's hard to tell like what um, the public response of of this is. I don't have an issue with Xbox necessarily responding that because really it's them saying that the value of Game Pass is not just AAA games. That's um, true. And uh, like, I get, I get where that sentiment is, uh, and. You know, sometimes it's fun to have your your mic drop PR moments from a social media group like coming yeah. out and saying something like that. Um, and like even like looking at the uh, the tweet itself, the Xbox tweet got fifty eight thousand likes and five thousand uh, retweets, almost six thousand retweets, while the original article only got four thousand likes and a yeah. thousand uh, retweets. Which more than half of those are quote tweets just dunking on it and, and being foolish right right so like I, I think i don't think for me looking at from game pass looking at the fact that we are not getting starfield this year or redfall this year i don't think that lessens the value of game pass personally no, i agree um, and there are some people who maybe only have Game Pass looking forward to that stuff. So I I can understand both Kotaku and both Xbox. I think my problem with the Kotaku article is that they're not citing number sales numbers to prove their opinion. Well, uh, they they address that a little bit by just saying like uh, they they cite some anecdotal evidence about like hey here there's uh gene park who writes for washington post and then uh tony polanco who writes for tom's guides um just the this sentiment of like yeah the service is great but there's just not any AAA games on it right now so i'm gonna unsubscribe they, they talk about how they can't find um there's there's no data on this because uh i mean Xbox just doesn't make that yeah they wouldn't information <laughs> public and yeah, then yeah. and they reach out to them uh and they didn't comment I don't think you necessarily need evidence to back up the opinion of someone saying like, yeah, I'm unsubscribing because there's just not the triple A's I, I want on here. Um, but I also do think, I mean, they, like I said, they do address the fact that games like Trek to Yomi and Tunic and Guardians of the Galaxy and, and not the Guardians of the Galaxy is an indie game. Um, but there are, there is a lot of other value to it other than these new triple A games. But um, yeah, I, I just, I think that this got blown out of proportion and I just don't, think i i think that the brands need to be a little bit more conscious about like what their community how their communities behave and the way that people just froth at the mouth for these gaming brands whether that is playstation or xbox uh i i find it potentially irresponsible of them to to punch down at a a, a writer who is absolutely going to um get a lot of shit for this do you know what i mean yeah, I think yeah, I I definitely feel like it, yeah, I I understand that like from the writer's uh, perspective of this how this puts the angry Xbox mob on them and yeah. they kind of did this and I don't necessarily think the only thing that Kataka articles talking about was well with another AAA be, being delayed 
people are starting to be worried about Game Pass, I think. But um, I don't know. It's I see both sides of it. Yeah. I think Xbox is probably sick of people dunking on them, yet they dunk on an article. <laughs> yeah. There, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some other news here. Let's talk about Death Stranding. I've not played Death Stranding, and I think I probably should. It seems like the kind of thing I would really like. Yeah, you should upgrade your PlayStation Plus to PlayStation Plus Plus Premium or whatever the hell. Oh, is it on there? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> uh, well, Norman Reedus, you know him. We love him from classic TV shows and films like The Walking Dead and Boondock Saints. Saints. Okay, I, 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 <laughs> that's I, all I, I, I thought you were going to be like Walking Dead, period. I was like, oh, no, Boondock Saints. I was trying uh, to remember. Silent that. Hill. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, oh, well, Norman Reedus uh, is out here saying that there, we just started. So he said, speaking to with Leo, a men's style publication, uh, he said, we just started the second one referring to Death Stranding. Uh, now, this is not the first time he said that. Uh, he said that last year, uh, yeah, like in in august of last year where he was talking about how they were in negotiations for a sequel um but it sort of seemed like he was maybe talking about the director's cut which had some you know new content to it um which i imagine he probably he might have been had to come back for uh to record but um in response to this hideo kojima the man himself uh tweeted three pictures of uh, three photographs two of him with norman reedus just chilling hanging out um, and one of him holding a baseball bat from the walking dead. I don't know what that, uh, is that Lucille? Is that the name of the bat? I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but I mean, I, I like, yeah, I don't, I've never met Hideo Kojima. I don't mean to idolize him here. He seems like a nice guy. And all these pictures of him hanging out with Norman Reed is kind of warm my heart. Yeah, I think I I think he he's someone who is like a, like a fan first, um, and I think that's where a lot of his personal interests come from. Is him just like he's a fanboy and he wants to you know share what he likes with other people. Yeah, um, and, and I think that's always like you know. I, I think that only ever or of only ever like is fruitful, you know, because it's like, oh, I love this actor. I would love to give him something really good to work with. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to make this as good as I possibly can. So I make this actor look really good. Yeah, um, I, I think is like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, that's a great way to make a good game. So who knows if we're going to see more of this? Um, I know that if a second one is announced, uh, I would play it again. I, I haven't played the first one, but. If, if that were to happen, it would probably light a fire under me to play the second one. I would probably have to play God of War first, but... Um, <laughs> hey, yeah. I mean, if you want a nice, relaxing game that also sometimes is a little stressful and has, like, giant flight floating uh, whales in it, uh, you should play Death Stranding. That's, That's the thing. Like, it just sounds really weird, and you know me. You know me, Justin. I like weird. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, speaking of Kojima... And uh, weird. Um, abandoned. You know it. You love it. I love it. We love, love it. it. Um, apparently, there have been some leaks uh, uh, with it. Now, PlayStationLifestyle.net uh, 
summarizes everything that that's happened here uh pretty succinctly so this is an article titled blue boxes abandoned ps5 script has apparently leaked now this is by uh zarmena khan basically this article um talks about how there was a um a modder named lance mcdonald who was given some script things and some assets that he was get, uh, by Blue Box Game Studios with the uh, intention of, like, sharing them, which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, so Lance McDonald then tweeted on May 17th, Earlier today, I drew attention to a leak of some assets from Blue Box, Studio, uh, Blue Box Studios Abandoned. Soon after, Hassan, the developer of Abandon, reached out to me and we worked together on this statement about the leak, which he asked me to publish. Now, when you click on that uh, Twitter, uh, 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 like the embedded tweet, uh, it doesn't exist anymore. Th that's been deleted. Justin, you said that they that they had tweeted something else. Yeah, so they deleted it and then Lance McDonald uh, uh, tweeted... Uh, you are going to find out why I deleted that statement from Hassan about the abandoned leaks really soon, and you'll understand why. I don't want my name around his when this, that shitstorm goes down. Like, grimacing face, the one with the teeth, the he? Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, like, I haven't seen it. Uh, the game, I mean. Uh, shitstorm sounds about right to me, given how they've been handling all of this. Uh... Justin, you proposed a great idea, and um, I would love to. I would love to see it to fruition. We have the one page of the abandoned script in front of us here that's been leaked. Uh, looks like it's been written on a Google Doc. <laughs> I have yep, no yep, fucking clue out. how legit this is, but the fact that a lot of this stuff has been taken down, and and the fact that this person was like talking to Hassan Karman, like maybe confirms to me that like th there's a nugget of truth in this. I don't know if this is a true script from the game or not, but um, I think we should read it. What do you think? Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so again, this is just one uh, page <laughs> as one, if you can call it that you want, you want to start here. You want to be this first character. Sure. So the, I, I think Justin, you are playing a villain and I think I'm playing a plucky protagonist. <laughs> Okay, great. Gentlemen and lady, soon we nice. shall embrace the power of our creation. With this, we shall rise. We will dominate. Is, is it ready yet? Patience, my friend, patience. Everything is according to plan. Will it work? <laughs> of course. What is it? Can we really trust this thing? Takes chip out of the system socket and shows it. This is Zero Cell. Zero Cell? That's right. Zero Cell is a bioweapon perfectly engineered by AI computer simulations in real time, calling it the real-time experience. Hidden inside computer electronics, distributed worldwide. Project Blue Box fueled the strength of these simulations. In other words, the more people use computer electronics with the blue box, AI simulations embraced on, embedded on it, the more powerful the creation of Zero Cell got. Blue box? Huh. Project Blue Box is founded by Team 74. Team 74? 
Team 74, kid, was a top secret association of the world's top scientists in all fields gathered by the government of the United States in 1974. Together, they founded Project Blue Box and prepared for the creation of Zero Cell. The creation of Zero Cell was nothing more than a computer program creating another computer program by itself. But with Blue Box, this computer program went further. Oh, wait, I think this might be you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all computer all programs on, on humans, calling it the human AI. This powerful weapon eliminates human targets by their weakness. Fear. So, uh, I, I mean, I think this is pretty clearly a bad script. Uh, uh, the, the, the PlayStation Lifestyle article said that um, Lance McDonald, the person who had got their hands on this, uh, or excuse me, the, the assets that, that were handed out uh, had jokes and rough drafts and things that weren't going to be uh, part of the final game. I think that some of that stuff sound, I mean, obviously sounds like it with the real-time experience and whatever. Um, but it's also... I mean, if you showed me this and said this is the script for Abandoned, like, the game is out, I typed this up, I would go, yeah, okay. <laughs> based on based on the rest of, like, the written words that we've seen from that studio, so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I think some of the things about that script are a little odd about, like, them mentioning Blue Box as, like, one of the, like, items from the game and stuff like that, um, which is weird, maybe a placeholder or whatever, but, like, uh, I, this is just continuing to be a beautiful story that brings me so much joy. And if if you were to guess that my most visited Twitter page is the Blue Box Game <laughs> Studios page, followed by Hassan Karaman's page, you would be correct, because every day I check. They haven't updated in quite some time since the whole, like, uh, press interview thing, but... Uh, Gosh, that was so bad. Oh, my God. If I had an interview with him, I would have been like, no, no, stop stop no here's my question <laughs> like if you listen to any of those like i listened to the one he did with ign um and and it's just like like he's just talking in a circle a mile a minute and it's like no like no, i didn't ask you about that i want to know this it, it just it was it was tough to listen to but i guess we'll see I guess we'll see if Project 75, I don't know what it, the hell that uh, was. I, I 74. Did you know that that it was a team put together, uh, Team 74 came back together in 1974? Did you know that? Uh, You know, I had guessed yeah, beforehand, yeah. Um, just after skimming everything. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Who knows? Um, although if you're looking for voice actors, voice talent, Blue Box, I think... Our audition speaks for itself. (laughs) If I were to be offered a voice acting role, I would do it for free for this game. To be a part of this, to officially put my name on Blue Box Game Studios. Should I just DM them being like, hey, can we be like can we have an Easter egg? Can you just like throw a hitbox logo somewhere in this game? I would put more work than anything into this. I would too. Actually, that's that would be kind of funny. I would love it. Um gotta check if their DMs are open, maybe. Who knows? Whatever. (laughs) Um unimportant i think justin that's gonna be it for us then um while we take some time to to email hassan karman try and get in try to get him abandoned is that the new goal now to get hitbox in some way 
in a band involved with him. Yes, yes, please, please. Okay, Hassan, I'm literally your number one fan. Unironically, like I, I I'm, I'm serious. Like this yeah. is just, I am so enjoying this. Yeah. Okay. So, but, hey, <laughs> this might be our next little effort here. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, that's all we got though for this week. So, if you have any thoughts about any of this, whether that's, uh, you know, Cooney, uh, multiverses, Danganronpa, uh, Apex mm-hmm. Mobile, Callisto Protocol, uh, the weirdness of what's going on with uh the playstation plus uh subscriber tier count and all that sort of stuff or you know death stranding blue box game studios abandoned whatever anything we talked about i just did a quick summary of that for your listening pleasure so that we can so that you can think about back and go like yeah we did talk about all that didn't we we learned a lot we grew a lot here on hitbox episode number 93 um we want to hear about it on twitter at hitbox pod you can tweet at us send us a dm whatever give us a follow that'd be appreciated or you can send us an email at hitbox official podcast at gmail.com uh you can also if you feel it within your heart to give us a subscription on whatever platform you're listening to this on whether that's i don't know spotify apple podcasts i imagine there's like an android podcast player like for android devices um is that google play google podcasts i don't know I'm not a smart man um but <laughs> give us a subscription uh maybe give us a rating there as well uh however you see fit justin you got anything here uh i i think um everyone you should start uh tweeting at blue box game studios only positive things yes and involve yes. our names in it please yeah go right ahead uh we are ready we're ready to be scanned and put into the game i like I bought my motion tracking suit. I know I, I sent you yours. Uh, it's not very flattering on me, I'll say. Um, but you maybe put on backwards. That might have been it. Oh, been you, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what, yeah. Justin? That's yeah. actually probably it's it. The, only, the feet, yeah. the feet were facing the wrong way, and I was like, "How am I supposed to wear this?" I thought um, it was bunny ears. It was really the feet on my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get my head through it because there wasn't a hole. Uh, but there was a giant hole in my ass anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the neck hole, Justin. Uh, Hey, thanks so much for listening. Always remember, old games are old. See you later. Bye.